The following show is a rebroadcast of an earlier recording. Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to McNamara. What are you laughing at? You dragged that one out. I like to come in at a certain time. Good for you. Sorry to interrupt. And yeah, I don't think I can. I could barely make out the music that was that was playing in the background. And I was waiting for my waiting for my cue, but Cindy was giving me the you know the point. Like, worried that I wasn't going to jump in, but I was, right. I had it, Cindy. I Sorry was, about that. I didn't mean to be uh, critical too much. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, let's get back to it. You know, what, let's let's reset here. So uh, we are talking planning through the ages. We're going to run through uh, some retirement plans for for people of uh, of a few different ages. We're going to do age forty five, which we're working on, uh, and we're going to transition later in the show to age sixty five, and you know, kind of compare and contrast uh, what your life might look like uh, at that time, and run some different scenarios, and and try to just uh, demonstrate the uh, the impacts of decisions that we make at various times. Uh, in your life, so yeah, Jess, uh, we better yeah. maybe finish this up by before the before the half hour expires, right? If we're going to get to the sixty-five year old, or maybe even before, right? I mean, yeah, pro- yeah, probably. I, I, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I mean, you know, we, it's going to be hard, isn't it? Huh? I know. I always do yeah. this. Yeah, that's anyway, right. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. I th- running running a bunch of different scenarios. I think is going to be more difficult because it's it's hard to it's hard to run live the software, uh, uh, at least in a. Um, in a time effective manner. So uh, again, I, I'm always, I, I'm so long winded. I don't know why I'm, I'm well, not no, very well, long well, winded okay. person, am I? Uh, no, but by the way, we can just, it's easy enough to spend the rest yeah. of the show on this and do the 65 year old at a future point. That's Maybe. Easy enough to do. Yeah, all right. 
Yeah, it, let's let's not hurry it if it's going well and, and uh, we we think it's going well and uh, people are okay with it. So we'll see. Okay. All right. All right. So we again we we have everything in and let me just reset here. If um, if you have any questions uh, on 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 this or anything else, give us a ring. Nine seven eight four five four forty nine eighty is the number. Uh, we're live in the Merrimack Valley today. If you want to shoot us an email. Uh, questions at McNamara on money.com. All right. So we are back. I think it's probably time to start running, uh, running some results here, and then we'll start to start to uh, start to change things a bit. So righty. Um, we have our age 45 and we went, you know, we've, we've, we've taken our client through all the inputs and we're, we're as comfortable as we can be with all of, uh, of the things that we have in the software. And then we really get to, you know, you know the, the the Monte Carlo that we run, which is a you know it's a it's a scenario analysis, and we you know we run multiple di- you know we run we usually run five hundred different simulations, uh, but for for time's sake and because we actually have to send this you know out to a server somewhere and and get the results back, we're only going to run a hundred projections here. So what we do is we sort of we we randomize scenarios based on. Um, based on different investment returns, right? Um, you know, in, in reality, if you assume a seven percent return, uh, you don't get seven percent every year, right? You, you know, you the, the stock market doesn't work that way. Some days, you, you know, some years you get thirty percent, and some years you get you know negative twenty five, and some years you get zero, and some years you get fifteen, right? So we're going to randomize that order. We're going to run a bunch of different simulations, and then at the end, the success rate is any anytime you die before you run out of money, it's a success. And anytime you run out of money before you die, it's a failure. So what we're going to do is we're going to run this as a baseline. Again, we, we normally don't do this, right? It's, it's usually the, the end of a meeting where we say, okay, you know, here's the success of, of sort of plan A. And then we run a few different scenarios. In this case, we're going to be running a bunch of different scenarios because that's sort of the point of the show. But, um, the, you know, the real live uh, version of this is, is more like an end. But in our case, it's just going to be a beginning here. So uh, so in this case, um, for for our baseline scenario here, we have an eighty percent chance of success. Right, that's retirement at forty five, and uh, and you know we we we're, we are a complete failure on our education goals because we didn't save any money for education. Um, but as far as retirement goes, we have an eighty percent chance of success of being able to retire uh, without. Uh, running out of money. All right. Stop there. Uh, so they're good, right? Good. I mean, well, at, at, at 45, yeah. that's a good number. And we would say, even if it was a little worse, you know, you got plenty of time to, to make this work, keep up with it. But there's so much fuzz out there that we would say, you know, if you got an 80, that's fine. If you want to try to make it higher, well, we can save more money and do some other things for you sort of a thing. Yeah. But that's, that's in, in, you know, that's like a B minus, Justin, in, in yeah. school, right? It's okay. Our right? yeah, yeah our, our tolerance for for lower scores uh, is higher the, the the younger you are, right? So an eight, yeah. an eighty percent at at forty five is is certainly not bad. An eighty percent at sixty five is you know we're, we're less comfortable with that, right? Yeah. And, and and so we're uh, you know in this case I would think we would say hey you know what not bad um, you don't necessarily need to change anything there's no, there's nothing here you know if, if this was 15 percent, we would be having a serious conversation about all right well you're you're clearly not on track for retirement here and you're going to need to make some changes but at 80 percent, we would you know we, we would you know it's it's you know a bit of a pat in the back 
you have a little bit of work to do, but it's it's more than likely doable. Yeah, and then the two boys can just go into the military for thirty years and out of high school and not worry about college. Right. We haven't done college okay. yet. So 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 they're good, but we're going to complicate this a little bit, is what you're saying now. Let's right? complicate it. Yeah. And, and <laughs> if you have a preference, I'm, you know, if you want to be the client here, uh, what would you like to deal with? first you know i mean you know then there's lots you can change here right you, you yeah. know you may look at that and say well hey well i could you know could i retire at age 62 right yeah. or, or you know or maybe it's well uh you know maybe that's 80 is not good enough for me what about age 70 right there's there's lots that we can change here yeah. and i don't really have a specific order that i'd like to go through well so. i do okay. the parents are going to say we got to get our kids to college okay Okay, so so well, we look good, but we failed on college. What you know? What what do we have to do to make college work? And by the way, what t t why don't you share with uh, you know sh share the the total costs of college before we get to that anyway? So eighty thousand dollars a year. That's what you use for tuition. I did. Yeah. So so that's three hundred. That's that's three. Well, I that's I think everybody yeah. turned their radio off, but yep. that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, if if you take eighty thousand dollars times four years. That's three hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and if you gross it up by inflation, that, that you're up to four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars for college costs yeah. per child. Correct. Our twenty, so, so our kids are going in twenty thirty three and twenty thirty six, respectively. Yeah. Uh, the inflated cost, just at three percent inflation. Yeah. Uh, so for the projected cost for our for son one, our oldest, uh, is four hundred seventy seven thousand dollars. And son yeah. two is five twenty one. So that's yeah. a lot of money, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be hard for this particular couple to get there. But if you you know if you want to if you want to start going through what the sacrifices are, um, you know what we can do is yeah you know, let's let's do this one first, right? Okay. Yeah. So we had that brokerage account, right? So we you yeah. know we're saving money in our four hundred one ks diligently at ten percent. But we also have this other account where we're where we're throwing a few bucks in here. What I can do is instead of having that be a retirement fund, what if we just say, all right, well, can we make that an education fund? Sure, right? count that and, and see what happens. We'll say, you know, I'm not going to use that for retirement, and we're gonna we're gonna have that be fifty fifty to each kid, and that way we will have at least something. Yeah, if we're going to make sacrifices, let's start with little ones that are easy before we get to the harder ones, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. And again, okay. we, you know, in, in this case, we are. Um, well, let's see if I run this. Uh, we are still saving a bit in here, and it's it's not a ton of money. It's it's whatever's left over at the end of the year, and it's you know, for for, for the listeners' sake, it's like it's somewhere between three and three and seven grand. I think it's probably an average of five grand a year. So okay. again, it's it's not a serious serious. Um, a college savings plan, and you know what? There's that 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 read out that there was no chance that you'd actually make it, right? So obviously, a hundred thousand dollar account add, adding five grand a year. Right. By the way, did their retirement scenario go? Without uh, they they're still retired, but that wasn't enough money. Did, did the retirement scenario drop from eighty get oh, rid yeah. of that hundred? Yeah, so That's a good question. Don't jump on me that quickly, Justin. You know, I, I well, hey, they, we are on the radio here. So well, I understand, <laughs> but people out there listening, you know, they can't even see the screen, so we got to take our time. Yeah. So, so folks, basically, you had an eighty percent chance of them retiring and zero for college in the first scenario. We took a hundred thousand dollars away from the retirement, devoted it to college, and now and what's did, their retirement number? And we say, and we didn't, we didn't save an extra five, to, uh, an extra five-ish grand a year. Yep. And we're down to 
what's that? 70, no, 68%, 67. They went from 80% 80 to 68% without that 100,000 in the savings. And the college plan still failed, basically, right? The college plan still failed. Let me grab a... Well, what's the number? Yeah, let's see. Did it get higher than a zero this time? Oh, you got there's there was no way that they were actually going to be able to pay for yeah. college. You know, a hundred thousand okay. plus five five grand a year is not going to get you to a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it essentially covers they covered a couple of years of school. All right. Two All right, years. All right, let's do it this way then. I'm I'm the parents. I get to play the parents, right? Yeah. They're going to UMass and I'll All pay right. for the whole thing for four years. Ooh. And anything above that, they're on the kids. How's that sound? UMass. All right. So you want to do 30,000 a year? Is that a good? Uh, That's probably. Well, no, no, I don't. Well, I don't know. Let's just check here. I suppose I should have Googled UMass college costs. I I think it's right. Uh, Well, hang on. What kind of parent are you? Uh, Well, you ought to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be in there. It's on their own. No, hey, you can't. You can't pick your parents, but you did okay. <laughs> All right, here you go. You're right. Average cost thirty one thousand. Average cost after aid twenty one thousand. Average cost before aid thirty two. I I bow to your wisdom, my son. Thirty two. So the parents are going to pay a full boat for UMass, all out of their own pockets, no, n- nothing for the kids, okay, uh, at 32000 a year. And, and so they're saying we'll spend thirty two for college per year, adjusted for inflation when the time comes. Yep. But, but the rest is on the kids. And if you want to go to the fancy school with your, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend from down the, down the street, uh, you're going to pay for it. And, and by the way, I'd like to talk to those kids if they're even thinking about that, but that's another story. Right. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, our our annualized are going to be, you know, with inflation. Again, we have our inflation number on there. We're at around we're at around a couple of hundred grand a year because, again, we're talking about the twenty thirties here, the mid twenty thirties. And let's see. All right. So we actually get we get fairly close. All right. What do we got? To we're we're up short. Um. Uh, we got about two and a half years per, right? So if we're, if we have a hundred grand and we save five grand a year, uh, because we have a while to run on this, we yep. do have, you know, we, we, we make a pretty significant dent, uh, but we only cover about two and a half years. Okay. By the way, years. so what's, what's the percentage for retirement? Did it change or did it no, still it did, that wouldn't have changed because I didn't, still, I didn't still the same. Anything. All yeah. right. So 60. Okay. So by the way, Rich, we'll go back and fix that. Cause I, you know, 68 is not a good number necessarily. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're going to say most parents, are, I, well, I think many parents would say, okay, I want, I need to save more. Yep. I want to cover the full four years and not worry about it. Okay. okay. So, so the question is, what do I have to do? Or what do we have to do as parents? Okay, uh, and, and the the answer is uh, put less in four hundred one case if unless they're going to go back to work and get another job, basically right. correct. I mean, this is pretty simple. If you want to pay for it all in cash and not borrow it and not take it out of cash flow, by the way, by the way, folks, maybe you say to yourself, "I'm very happy with two and a half years because by the time we get there." We can probably take the rest out of our cash flow, but who knows, given the circumstances. So anyway, yep. yep. So yep. We're, we're we're trying. Yeah, again, the, the point of this is to try to illustrate the the impacts of different decisions on it. Um, so, all right, let's do. How much do we want to save here? Save another five thousand a year. Okay, just, that just it. That's it. Five thousand annually. Yep. Total between the two for the two yep. for each kid. Yep. Total. All right. I don't know if it's going to do it. I, neither do we. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> and then the you know, so the question is, 
you know, we would have to reduce our right. We, this is not free money. Right. Uh, we didn't just magically make it up. So the question is, uh, you know, in this case, probably we what we're going to reduce our retirement saving. Is yeah, that, that, that the that's kind of, six, that the that, kind of parents we that, are. That well, by the way, parents get to decide this. Yeah, okay? and that's folks. This is where we're going here. We just do the math, and if you have enough information about what college does or doesn't do to your retirement, then you at least can decide with knowledge. That that's what we're doing here, folks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we we don't we don't get to do that. This is your life, but as much accurate information as you can have to make that. We have parents who'll say, I don't care about my retirement. That's how it's going to be. We have other parents that say, no, we're going to go to plan B, you know, but it, you know, not, not our call. We do the math folks and tell you what it looks like. And it's really good to know it's bad if you're 45 because you can make adjustments. It ain't so good to do that. If you walked into our office and said, I'd like to retire at age 62. Okay. And had, had a messy financial situation. You didn't pay attention to. Okay. Yep. So what do, you, what do you got there, my son? All right. So if I, if I, what I did was I took, I took $2,500 a month, essentially from, I'm sorry, per year from each of the 401ks. I yep. don't quite get there with college, right? I, yep. I come up on kid number one, yep. son one, I come up $35,000 short, son two, because he has a little more time, uh, only $11,000 short. So is that close enough or I can? Yeah, it is. And what I'll say that, what I'll yep. say is as the parent, they can take out the small college loans to make out the difference of the time. Okay. Okay. And by the way, so in the, okay. So, so what, all right. So, so you, you, we made it with the kids with an understanding that they'll take out the student, student loans, you know, for the, to make out the difference. And it's close enough for now. They're young. Maybe we get an inheritance. I mean, there's a bunch of things that can happen good and there's a bunch of things that can happen bad, but at least you got a plan. Okay. And if good or bad things happen, you factor them in. So what do you got here for retirement, my son? All right. So what we have here is ooh, our retirement goal. Could that have gone up? We have a 76% retirement goal. Well, I think you still got that free cash after college goes by though, right? Their, their savings goes up after you got the college paid for in advance, right? Is that correct? Oh, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So we, we, we now have, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense that we dropped our Okay, yeah, because we we weren't just pulling money out. No, we don't have that. We're not using that money. See, these are, these are the interesting pieces. Like this this does happen. This does happen live with clients as well as we're we, when you run when you start running scenario after scenario, yeah. Yeah. you can tend to uh, you know have an input that goes in maybe a little bit wrong, and we get a different result, which I don't know if that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. But anyway, so what so what what did, what did it say the retirement odds were? Oh, you know, uh, the retirement odds were 76%, you know, and I, th I think that probably was, you know, it's probably the result of we were using as much cash flow as we could in those in in college years, right? So I, because yeah. we, we dropped the we dropped yeah. the total college cost down, we were, you know, there were a bunch of years there, we were still able to save later yeah. on. Retirement. Yeah, more money got created when college goals were achieved, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it, so it's more more a factor of the fact that we dropped that college number down. Yeah. Uh, and less a factor of the fact that we dropped our retirement savings. Yeah. Obviously, yep. we, we uh, um, we are saving anything extra. And All so right. So, so where we've, where we've got to so far 
is first of all, a dope slap to these folks that they can't afford private school educations and not worry about, you know, I, most people, I mean, almost all parents want to do the best for their kids and don't think too much about the money side. And that's one of the points we're trying to make here. If, if you don't have an idea, you know, folks, you can only pay for college three ways. You can save for it in enough time. And, and we did here. Or you can partially save and then you can take it out of your cash flow while they're there and or you can borrow money. Okay, so so this was clean, relatively speaking. We got the kids mostly covered. They could borrow a little money. The parents were happy about that. Well, now their odds are about 76 percent for retirement. Okay, and let's let's assume that they're happy about the kids but they want to push that 76% to 90%. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, now I, I don't know how this is going to go, but so then we'd say, well, let's see. You can either make more or spend less. There aren't any other options here. Or re- retire later. Or, or retire later. Okay. All right. So what do you want to do first? You want, you want to say, do, do we want to have these folks retire a little bit later or do we want to have them save a little bit more now? Yeah, let's have them... Uh, yeah, let, let's have them retire later. I, I think, it, you know, when you're talking about it, it really depends on your station in life, I think, you know, whether or not you can just save more money. Right. I mean, there, there sure. are there are there are some folks who are or relatively up against it and and maybe discretionary cash flow is is fairly limited. So, you know, not everyone can just save. Oh, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to save, you know, an extra two grand a month. Right. That, or, or maybe they don't want to pass on their annual family vacation. They say, yeah, right. maybe I'll work a little longer. Let's try that. OK, so yeah. how many more years? They were retiring at 65, right? 65 now. Let's, Let's make, make it, it 68. You okay with that? Does. Okay. Well, make it 67. Make it 67. Two more years. It sounds less scary. We can always make them work longer yeah. if we have to. All right. So now we have to. Take your time. Okay. So, so again, folks, um, where we are is that they've funded their kids' UMass educations adjusted for inflation, and they've done that all out of savings for the future. That is not a normal or very often occurrence. It's usually some combination of things. Well, I'll just borrow a bunch of money for my kids when they get to college. Yeah, well then, you know, maybe you have two mortgages in retirement as opposed to getting rid of the first one uh, because you've got to worry about college costs. So everything's a trade-off. We're just kind of looking at this. So what do you got there, my son? We got to a mere 83%. Oh my gosh. Okay. Two extra years. Yeah. So I guess, uh, so, so by the way, how about if they work to 70? Let's see how that, All right. by the way, speaking as a 72 year old, soon to be 73, who's still working. Uh, you know, Hey, maybe by the way, folks, we have many clients who are postponing retirement beyond their plan times because they love their work. They feel they're doing something meaningful and or they love their income and don't want to sacrifice any of their life. So we're not doing something that necessarily is unique here, given the circumstances. I want to be clear. Yep. Although, okay. yeah, yeah. And yeah, we, we have some of those clients. We also have a bunch that uh, would like to get out ASAP. So, all yeah. right. So we get we, we get our results here at age 70. Uh, we are at a whopping 96 percent sure. success rate. And all we had to do was bump our planned retirement out five years. I mean, from, so if plan A was 65, 
plan B at 70, you know, I don't, I don't know how exactly how we feel about that. If, if, um, you know, if, if we're Joe and Jane, but, uh, that's what makes the numbers work, at least in their yeah. current situation. Well, by the way, in, a, in an offshoot of this, I might say, well, we can also just put Joe to work till age 70 and let Jane retire and say, I mean, yeah. there, folks, there's lots of ways, there's lots of ways to do this. Okay. Uh, and plan for the future. So if we got to 96, just have one of them work till 70 and see how much that drops it. Okay? All right, Done. folks, this is, this is the fun part about playing the rest of your life when you're sitting down with a certified financial planner and some heavy duty software. What, what if I did this? What if I did that? Okay. And again, the, the whole thing is having enough information to make the decision that you're comfortable with. And if it's sacrificing your retirement to do your kids college and do whatever you want, that's perfectly fine. We, 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 that's not our job. Okay. It's our job to give you enough data and enough odds so you can think about how you want to do it. Plain, okay. plain and simple. Yep. So yeah. One of the things got, we would probably want to do, let's, let's match up our social security along with our retirement. By days. the way, we got about a minute and a half here, my son. So maybe right. we can just time this perfectly. Who knows? Okay. See. All right. So we, That's we, right. we're going to put in now that we are starting to move those retirement dates around, we're going to, we're going to take social security whenever we retire. Right. So we yep. put it at 65, yep. 66, 70. We'll sync those up and that way, whenever, Whenever one of them pulls the plug, the software will immediately begin the projected social All security. Right. And by the way, we'll just give out this percentage and have people holding their breath until after the break. How's that sound, Jess? Okay. Okay. All right. Go for it. We're getting close. All right. We should run 100, 100 scenarios more often. Oh, we're at, we're at 85%. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 83. We okay. did drop. If, if, we, if we let Jane go at, uh, at age 65... We're back down to the 80s. Well, here we are. But Joan's fine with that, and that's what they're going to do, folks. And on that, on that note, we're going to take a break and be right back, okay? Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara, alongside uh, Michael McNamara for a vacation edition of McNamara on Money. We are live from Fort Myers, and so far the internet connection is holding up, which is always a good thing. Uh, all right, so we are going to we're doing planning through the ages. Uh, I don't know if how many ages we're going to get through in this particular uh, show. We may have to we may have to continue this on to yet another show. But uh, if you have any questions on this or any other topic, give us a ring nine seven eight four five four four nine eight zero. We're live in the Merrimack Valley today. If you'd rather shoot us an email, uh, you can shoot us one questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. All right, we have uh, what do we have about twenty eight minutes left. And uh, we, we're, we're not quite all the way through Joe and Jane 45 it's a scenario analysis here. So do you, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to jump to age 65? Yeah, you- let's, let's, let's flesh it out. I, I want to spend some more time on college and, and how that can really mess up a retirement. Okay. I, think we, I think we can probably realistically and meaningfully stretch this out a bit and go over some other issues that people are thinking about. And by the way, maybe why don't you give out the phone number? Maybe somebody will give us a call with a question after sure. hearing about Joe and Jane. So try that. Yeah. 978-454-4980 is the number. Again, 978-454-4980. All right. So, I mean, I have a few different, I had I'd taken some notes here in preparation. Uh, we can, you know, if you want to spend some more time on college, that's great. We can look at taxation. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, one of the things we do do is we make some uh, tax rate projections and and see if we should be making any changes with regards to, uh, you know, saving in Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs. 
Um, we can we can look at risk tolerance, right? We can take a look at inflation. Uh, we can we can do anything that we want. Actually, do you, do you want to? Because we mentioned inflation earlier in the show. Yep. Uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, and make a change to that? Actually? Sure. And, and again, I, I'll just hark on college for about three or four minutes, then shut it down. But fo- folks, college is a huge financial decision after many years and after three college degrees and a PhD in education, I can speak with authority on that. And uh, it, it's getting, it's finally hit the tipping point, Justin. I, with, I think with online courses and online colleges and stuff, I think college costs for most folks are gonna go down and I certainly hope so. And, you know, if you're gonna send your kid to an $80,000 a year school, you know, what's the payback in that? And can you, you know, for your child and can you get that money back uh, in terms of your retirement and how that all works. So it's just, it's just a huge decision, folks. That's all. Well, I can tell you that you're not going to get it back for your retirement. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, 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 that's for sure. Okay. Unless you cl- you claim a percentage of your kids' earnings, which maybe, hey, that could be, that could be a growth industry there. There you go. Uh, okay. So, let, you know, let's just do briefly do inflation uh, because I, I did want to. Uh, yeah. So let, let's stay with that last scenario, right? We've got yeah. to lock on one. Okay. So, so summarize the last scenario before we noodle with it here. Okay. All right. So the last scenario was we're, we're paying for college at 32, uh, $32,000 a year inflated. That's the, that's a UMass. Uh, we're saving from net from here on out, just seven, uh, just 7.2% in uh, our 401ks. And we had a, uh, we had a success rate where it was 83%. Retirement was at 65 for Jane and uh, and 70 for Joe. So, you know, it's, it was a decent, you know, this time around we get an 84% success rate on uh, on retirement, uh, which again is is I think fairly good, especially given the fact that we're paying for most of uh, most of two college educations here. We'll get to Joe's boat in a little while, Justin, if that comes yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, we can do second home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot you can do. Uh, it's just a matter of finding the money to do it. So yep, that's our yep. that's our baseline. And, you know, I'm just going to show you. I mean, let's just quickly do. Um, Let's just quickly do five percent inflation, just to yeah. you know, just to say, hey, what what happens if we get this wrong on inflation? Yeah. It's going to be, I think, impactful. You think? You think? Hang on, yeah. sure. For forty-five year olds, scary as hell. So our dum da dum da dum da dum. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of waiting. Yeah. Okay. So five yeah. at five percent inflation, everything. Well, um, mostly the the college drops less, but. We're down sub sixty percent if wow. we get five percent inflation, which is is just fairly lousy. I From eighty four to yeah. sixty, basically. Uh, no, yeah, below 58, sixty. Fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge. Okay, that's not good. And what about college? Do we still get to college? Uh, college was. I mean, it was better. I got a. It's different reports. We have a lot of time. To, we, have a, we have a decent amount of time to chit chat in our planning sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, it looks like we're we're basically one. Yeah. We we. We've still pretty much covered college. Um, the kids might have to take out a loan. A little bit of a shortfall. Yeah. But okay. But close enough for, for forty-five. Quite, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So to so go the other way on inflation, we yeah. had three percent inflation. Uh, what? what I'm gonna give you one. Just, okay, to, just sure. to illustrate. Yeah. Just to show how things can move. Okay. That's so fairly yeah. unrealistic, I think. But yeah, we're at eighty-four percent in the initial scenario. And college is pretty much covered uh, out of what they saved before they got there. Again, folks, that's unusual. But again, we, we made this up, remember? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we're 
at one percent inflation, everything looks hunky dory. We're at a 96 percent level of success, uh, and that's just you know it's it's just a matter of expense. You know, if if you think about what's happening when when software runs these calculations, it's all right. Well, what are my expenses, and how are we growing those every every year? And in this case, it's one percent, and then you compare that to your investments, which you know in in our case we have pre-retirement growing at 7% per year. So, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a huge delta between the earnings and inflation in that scenario, which is why you get seven, you know, uh, 96%, where, whereas when you're running a 7% return with a 5% inflation rate, you're, you know, you're really not earning much, you know, you don't have much of a real return and you get, a, you know, a fairly lousy, uh, you know, retirement scenario based on that fact, because you're just not earning a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, and folks, uh, remember that we're talking about their expenses as one bundle because we didn't have time to break it down. But for your information, when we break out individual expenses, we might inflate some more than others. You know, healthcare costs, we might inflate at twice inflation. You know, everything is individualized when it comes to putting your life together. And the, the further we have your expenses broken out, the more refined we can be about making some guesses about the future sort of a thing. You know, if, if these people were uh, underwater and not living within their means, we'd have to have them break out their expenses so we could, we could see maybe where they could cut to be okay, given the circumstances. All right. So where are you, Just Where do you want to go? For, so inflation matters, folks, and it matters more to a 45-year-old than an 80-year-old. It's as simple as that. Uh, you wanna, uh, do you want to do a, a cash-out refi to buy a, to buy a boat? Uh, sure. Okay. So Joe has been mooching from his boating friends all his life. And when, when Joe retires, Wait, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll get my baseline while you, yeah. While you set up Joe. Okay. Yeah. So while no, Joe, we'll have, we'll have him buy it now. He doesn't want to wait. Oh, okay. You know, thank, thank you, Justin. Yeah, that, he's, I, I feel he's 45. He's, he wants yeah. to enjoy his life here. He's, yeah. Okay. It's midlife so, crisis time. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if he's going to work till 70, Joan's got to let him buy the boat. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what, right. that's what I figure. Okay. So let's see, let's assume he's a freshwater fisherman and and he spends uh, $50,000 for like an 18 or a 20 foot bass boat. And he likes to go all over Massachusetts and the Quabbin Reservoir going fishing. How's that? Well, no, actually, no, you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, you know, because we're, for simplicity's sake. Yep. Um, and, and so I can get this done relatively quickly. What we're going to do is all we're going to do is I'm going to mess with his, with his payment. Right. So his 17. Uh, let's see here. 1700 a month. Yeah, his seventeen hundred a month. If we refinance it, uh, oh, you're going to refinance the home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to refinance it to, to buy the boat. Okay. Look at uh -huh. this. Huh? If he okay. if he cashes so it doesn't out, cost him anything. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He keeps his monthly payment at seventeen fifty yeah. because he doesn't want to change them, right? And in doing yeah. so, he can get out. Sorry, it's a little trial and error here with regard to this. He can get out. $85,000 and keep his payment the same, right? He's got the same interest rate. Let's say he does a refi at three and a half. Yeah. He can, he can jump from a $300,000 balance on his mortgage all the way up to a $385,000 balance. And in the process, he gets to keep, uh, he, he gets to pull out 85 grand and uh, then we can, we can see what, how that does. So he buys his yeah. boat, pays cash okay. for it. Okay. We won't add, Boating expenses, which I think maybe aren't isn't terribly realistic. But, well, uh, but let's just do one at a time. But see, people are starting to understand the process that they've got to think about. But yep, go ahead. Yep. So we had, and, and again, so the, the 
So they've got a bigger mortgage now. No, they have the same mortgage. They just have a longer mortgage. So okay, so got a longer mortgage. The effective change was yeah. in in the original scenario. Yeah. What they had was, you know, they were able to retire uh, mortgage free. You know, okay. When, when Jane called it quits at sixty five, her mortgage uh, her mortgage was gone. In this case, what we have is uh, a mortgage running for an additional ten years. They're, Whoa, so they're, okay. they're carrying that seventeen fifty yeah. for an additional ten years, which obviously is going to eat into your percentages. And so, yeah. our, the last scenario that I ran before this, um, and and we we cost ourselves uh, fifteen percentage points buying that boat. Yeah. Uh oh. Because Uh-oh. we're we're running ten additional, it's twenty one. That's twenty one grand a year for ten additional years. Yeah. Well, okay. This definitely that you know Jones is going to have a problem with this. I can see. So we're going to have to do a kayak and forget the forget the big boat, and that's just <laughs> have to take that out. <laughs> yeah, if, folks, we're, we're we're having a little fun here, but I think you understand it. The math all has to add up in your life. I mean, and like you know, what are the other things you want to chat about, Just? The math just got to add up. You, you get to decide how you want to do that, folks. Yep. Yeah. We, I mean, we can do tax rate. I mean, uh, sure. as far as scenarios go, uh, let's see. What else did I have? How about, how about risk tolerance? That's probably more important than taxes. You, you okay. want to do that? We can uh, do second homes, too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's going to be a similar uh, a similar situation. I mean, maybe we should do one of and, those. And, okay. And that's more of, a, more of a stretch. Maybe those kids are going to go to junior college for two years or online, and then we'll have to cut those yep. education costs in half. Or who, who knows? I mean, we could downsize if we wanted to. Uh huh. There you go. Okay. You know, right. f- folks, once once you get going with these things, you know, a, a, a financial plan will answer some of the questions you, you've been thinking about, but it probably creates a whole bunch of new ones given that now the information that you're armed with about your financial life. Well, can we do a second home or can we sell this and downsize and buy a home on Cape Cod or in Myrtle Beach, uh, which is a big decision? Can we buy a second home? I mean, you know, the, 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 all, all kinds of things to, to think about, you know, uh, you know, shall we move abroad and retire in uh, Belize? By the way, most popular retirement destination for expats in the country, Justin. Oh, is that right? Belize. Belize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, give me a scenario. I, I can, we, we can do anything that you'd like to do. It's just a matter of, you know, well, well, you know, uh, so what we were talking about before we left, and I'm not exactly sure when, when Cindy dropped off here, but we wanted to talk about the, uh, you know, what happens if you, if you run different investment rates of return, different risk profiles. So just to set it up, we had our clients, they were, uh, they were they were you know they were gung ho aggressive and they thought it would be you know they thought they could handle the volatility that comes with the markets uh, but then they've come in and they they sort of uh, they've rethought things and so they said hey you know what happens if we're going to be you know a bit more conservative uh, and so what we would then do is you know we're always making proje- we we're forced to make projections with regards to rates of return uh, in the investment markets and when you're talking about a 45 year projection it's, it's certainly not easy. Uh, and so we're, you know, we're, we're making our, we're making our educated guesses and trying to go on the conservative side. So what we do, you know, for, for our aggressive clients, we, you know, our, our baseline, at least for the moment, right, is a 7% per year rate of return. Um, and then we, we, we crank that back by about a percentage point for every step down the risk return profile that the clients take. So by the, you know, by the time you're at like a, a moderate strategy or at about a 5% per year rate of return. So, um, you know, let's just say we talk to our clients and they think that they're they're sort of permanently more conservative for for whatever reason. 
what we might do is we we, you know, we might go into the software and then say, okay, that's that's fine. What we'll do is we'll go ahead and update all of your return rates on all of your projections, and and you know maybe for now we'll just try to illustrate what happens with it with a single drop, right? And so when you go in and you make those adjustments, obviously you know there are a couple of adjustments to make. Uh, you know the first one is well, you you know the rate of return drops, but you also um, we're also going to drop the volatility inherent in, in that rate of return because, as everyone knows, as you climb down, uh, you know, the, sort of the, the risk structure, you get lower rates of return, but you also get less volatility, right? So, you know, the, the, the bottom of that is essentially your checking account, which is, you know, which is very liquid and, and very guaranteed, um, assuming you, you meet the FDIC limits. And, uh, you know, you really don't get much of a rate of return. And then, you know, as you step up, you get more you get more uh, return, but also, you know, more potential volatility. So if I run these folks at, a, uh, you know, a 6% rate of return as opposed to a 7, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how much it's going to change. Maybe next time, you know, you know, it, it, it changes different amounts at different ages because the you know because the long term rates of return will will affect you differently uh, over different time uh, different time periods. But uh, I'm just going to hopefully run a quick scenario. Yeah, and, we were at 84 percent when last we talked. Correct? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah we were actually up upper 80s uh, in the in the most recent scenario, uh, and now we're down to mm, about 75 percent. All right, so yeah. we're, we're we. You know, we we took off one percent per year in rate of return on average for yep. every year, and it cost us a full ten percentage points in our success rate. So we we dropped from sort of the mid to high eighties to the mid seventies, and that's just sort of the reality of the situation, right? We're, you know, we're we're constantly having that discussion with clients. Is well, you know, especially for our. Uh, it's always a harder discussion for our more our more conservative clients because as you continue to step down, right, and you, your odds are going to get worse and worse. You want to you want to run a, a bunch of different ones, or you want to jump way down? How do you how do you well, want to illustrate Well, let's just it? stop for a second. So, so the questions are: does does the return that you need to earn equal the risk that you're comfortable taking? And the answer is not not always. All right. So on on one side of that, you know, it, it, generally speaking, the the longer a client's investment time frame, the, the more comfortable they get with risk because they've been through a few bad times and things got better. But basically, if you needed to earn seven to make your life work and you're only comfortable earning six, that, that's okay. I, I go back to the information that we give you to try to make a, a, an informed and well-reasoned decision. And if your decision is, I, I can't sleep at night with the seven, but I'm okay with the six, then something has to happen, okay? Uh, and I think the, the macroeconomic point here is that there are some things in your financial life you can't control, like your returns, as an example, and volatility, but there are some things in your financial life that you can control to make a difference. And so in that example, we would say to folks, either you know, you, you have to save more money to make that work. You're going to have to cut some of your expenses now, okay, because you need to save more money at 6% than you do at 7% to get to the same place, okay? Uh, and, and that's a perfectly fine trade-off. We, we, we don't 
have a recommendation about how to answer that for the, for the persons whose plan we're doing. We merely say, this is what it looks like if you do it this way. This is what it looks like if you do it that way. And you get to choose. It's called This Is Your Life. Justin, what did you just do there anyway? Yeah, I re- so while you, while you were chatting, I, you know, I, I went to sort of the next extreme extreme down, which was uh, what I did was I, I took the rate of return down an additional level, right? So so our forty five year olds now they're you know they're now they're uh, you know sort of middle of the road strategy, right? So I gave them a five percent rate of return until pre retirement, and then I gave them a, you know a, a mere three percent because you know if they're if they're particularly conservative now at forty five. Odds are they're going to be conservative uh, as well when they retire, and so I gave them a five percent pre-retirement, three percent post-retirement rates of return, and our odds get even even worse. They're now down to sixty, uh, you know, sub sixty-five percent. Um, actually, not exactly sixty-five percent. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's just an illustration of. I mean, you can actually run. I mean, everyone everyone knows intuitively that. If they earn less money on their investments, you know everything becomes harder, right? It, it becomes harder to to retire, um, but you, you know, that's just one of the trade offs that we have to make. But, and, but specific, and, you take the intuitive stuff and make it very specific and give right. some really yeah. good estimates, and that that's all yeah. you can do, folks, given the circumstances. I want to go back again to the the things you can yeah. control and things you can't control. That's a very important uh, situation, and, and you know when we do a lot of plans. Believe it or not, the rate of return that you earn is not the biggest, most important factor in many of your plans. It could be how long you live or it could be how much you save or any number of things. So, you know, when people think about retiring, they just think about, well, how big does my investment pot have to be? How much I have to earn? No, that's just a, a little tiny piece of the entire picture. And the good news is that uh, it, the things you can control are generally more important to financial success than the things that you can't. You know, you can you can control living in one house for 30 years, uh, or you can control refinancing your house out to a 30-year mortgage every seven years and having a 30-year mortgage when you retire. So there are a variety of things that you can do to make a financial situation better. And thankfully, many of them are in, in your control. Uh, and yeah, you may have to make some sacrifices now to be someplace later, but that's your choice. If you choose not to do that, the someplace later might not be pleasant, given the circumstances. Uh, all right, Justin, what did you just do while I was uh, talking here? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, in, in in a case like that, if we, you know, if when we had that discussion, you know, we we would have looked at those numbers and we would have said, you know, that's a that's a fairly, that's not a great, you know, when when you, anytime you're in the fifties with regards to planning, even though they're fairly young. Um, you know, it's, it's still not a great number, and, and they probably wouldn't have been happy with it uh, because they're, you know, they're seeing the planner at age 45, and clearly they're serious about uh, about their future. Uh, you know, we would have had the discussion. All right, well, what can we do? To, what can we do to change that? And you know, in this case, uh, the the only thing that they needed to do to change it and, and to get it up to a pretty substantially good number was was to essentially just have Jane work, right? So you know, our, again, our, our our original plan was Jane calls it quits at 65. Uh, where um, where Joe you know continues on until seventy. Uh, if we throw in an additional five years of Jane's work, we get bumped way up to the you know to the you know the mid nineties as far as percentiles go. You know, and that's you know it's it's just the it's the reality of any time you sh- you start shaving years off of of retirement, right? I mean you know if Joe retires, I'm sorry, if Jane retires at sixty five. 
you're probably living on that nest egg at least partially for a period of you know of, of twenty uh, yeah twenty five years, right? If she works until seventy, then all of a sudden that nest egg is only needed twenty years until age ninety, and the you know the odds go up substantially, right? So just, you know, just an additional five years of work brings you brings you from the fifties all the way up to the nineties. And it's just because it's it's hard to outlive, you know. It's hard to spend all your money down in in a twenty year period, uh, or at least it's substantially harder than it is during a twenty five year period, right? Yeah, and and you know, so so the two real biggies in expenses are what you decide to do about college in whatever way, shape, or form. Uh, and by the way, the other one is your mortgage. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the you know a general thought would be that people live on less money in retirement because their income went down. And a general thought is that some of these expenses needs to go down by 20, 25, 30% in retirement for you to be okay. Well, if you think about what your mortgage is, if your mortgage was retired the day that you did, okay, that mortgage payment is probably 20, 25, 30% of your income. Okay. And so if you, if you, if you don't have a financial plan, and you didn't get carried away with college and have no mortgage upon the date of retirement, you're probably not in bad shape if you never even bothered to do anything. We're not suggesting that you do that, but college costs and mortgage are probably the two biggest expenses you'll face. If you refinanced your mortgage every seven years or bought a new house with a bigger mortgage and a longer mortgage every eight or ten years and step into retirement with five, ten, fifteen, twenty years of a mortgage payment, ain't looking good. You know, we can do the math and let you know about that. So, so those are things you can control. You know, uh, you know, and another big expense is what people spend for automobiles and vehicles, and it's kind of getting silly. But uh, just, just thoughts. Just we just got a minute or two here, if not less. You, how about your closing comments, my son? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, again, the, the, every difference. You know, I think you should probably spend some time. And again, part of the reason that we do this show is that we're, you know, we're trying to give folks. Uh, you know, put some real numbers to the decisions that they make, and I think you should spend some time going through that. Really, at any really at any age, right? I mean, you know, even at four to five, where where we fully admit that that's a fairly uh, early age to start thinking about the details of retirement. But it really isn't for everybody, right? I mean, you know, there are folks. Let's you know, folks like these two, for example. Let's say they were very career driven. Um, you know, they had kids, you know, towards their forties and then they're going to spend, you know, the next 20 years or so, uh, you know, probably very busy raising children and, you know, trying to get them through college, you know, for, for those folks, it may not be too early to start thinking about what they, you know, their retirement. <laughs> 